So there's a misconception that if you're single, you are incomplete, perhaps damaged, salvaged, and you won't be happy until you find your one. And that is not true. That is bullshit. It is a message that has been fed to us by media and advertising. The truth is, when you're single, you have the richest soil for growth. That's why I created this podcast. And unlike other podcasts, this one is host-driven, not guest-driven. That means I will be rotating health and wellness experts three times a week to give you the giant box of wellness crayons, not just the primary colors, so you can start building a meaningful life. It's time to give singlehood a cape. Today's guest is the, and yes, I'm adding a V because she has earned it and you will see why, the Demona Hoffman. She's a certified dating coach and media personality. She's a regular contributor to the Drew Barrymore Show, NPR, the Washington Post, the LA Times, and so much more. Plus, she is the official U.S. dating expert of OkCupid. That means she knows some shit on both sides of the curtain. Demona's podcast, Dates and Mates, just launched its 10th season and has recently received the award for the best podcast of the year at the Black Podcasting Awards. Enjoy the Demona Hoffman. I'm Demona Hoffman, and I am a certified dating and relationship coach. I've been helping people find love online and offline, but predominantly online for over 15 years. I'm actually... An online dating success story myself, and I've worked with Match.com. I work now with OkCupid as their official dating expert. So I'm really excited to share what I know with you today because we are in what we call in the biz peak dating season. So this is the period of time between the first Sunday of the year Technically, it's the second Sunday this year since the first Sunday was January 1st. But since Sunday, January 8th, that is the time that dating apps call Dating Sunday. That's when the highest number of new users join the apps and when the most number of people are online and searching. And from that point all the way up until Valentine's Day, we are in peak dating season. That is when the most number of people are looking for love online. And I really wanted to focus our discussion today around how to use dating apps more effectively. Because I hear from a lot of people, people write into my show, Dates and Mates, and say, I've tried dating apps and they don't work. So before you before you skip to the next episode, just hear me out. Give me a chance here. Because I have found that in coaching for over 15 years, that dating apps are still the predominant way that people meet today. So even if you haven't had success on them before, remember, if you're if you're looking for a monogamous relationship, you're only looking for one. And there's a right way to use a tool and there's a wrong way. So if you, let's say you're trying to put a picture on the wall and you're using a saw to try to put a nail on the wall, you're going to be really frustrated, right? But if you're using the right tool and you're using a hammer it's going to go in a lot easier and you're going to have a better time. And you're going to say, hey, hammers work, nails work. And so the same thing is true for dating apps. You can be using it the wrong way and be really frustrated because you're using a saw to do a hammer's job. The dating app is just a tool for connection. And a lot of times we start to associate different meaning with it. We start to put gender roles on it. 
Dating apps don't have a gender. They don't have a feeling. They are technological tools. And I want to give you the insights that I know from working with dating apps for now close to 15 years and from all of the data that I know working with OkCupid and all of the the insights that I've gleaned from working with clients over the years on dating apps. There's a right way to do it and there's a wrong way to do it. And if you're frustrated with dating apps right now, give my way a shot and take a couple of these tools. You don't have to do everything that I'm telling you, but take a couple of the tools that I share today and just give it a try, put it into practice. I would love to know how things start to shift for you when you start to use dating apps differently. So first, let's just start with an overview of what's trending right now in dating apps and dating in general, because looking at the data from you know, behind the scenes at OkCupid, I can look at matching questions, I can look at uh, different behaviors online, and really get a sense of the current trends and the current attitudes towards dating. And so I'd love to, to share with you what's happening so that you can get out ahead of, of the trend and ultimately use that knowledge to find love. So first what we're seeing is that commitment is on the rise. I think this is a, a factor of coming out of the pandemic. A lot of people took this time to get clarity on what they really wanted. When we, when we were isolated and we had solitude and we could really figure out, is this the life that I want to be living? And we saw a lot of people change jobs, change cities, and a huge increase in people saying that they want a committed relationship. So I know dating apps sometimes get a bad rap as being, you know, hookup apps, and uh, some of them are. And I, I think any tool... As I was saying earlier, if you're you you it's it functions the way that you use it, right? So if you're using it for as a hookup app, it can be very effective as a hookup app. But if you're using it as a commitment app and you align your actions to that goal, then you can get what you want online. You can find an app and use the app in that way to get what you want. So for a lot of people, it's commitment. Uh, we also are seeing a big uptick in people being open to long distance dating. So a moment ago, I said that people were moving, people were taking new jobs. We really took this last, oh my gosh, three years to examine how we were living our lives. And for many people, we like I, I always thought, oh, I'm rooted in this city. This is my place. But then as people started working from home, you start to question, is this really where I want to be? And is this the most important thing for me to stay here? Or if I found love somewhere else, could I, could I move for love? And I've had so many clients over the years move across country, move outside the country, or have someone move in with them from another, another place, another country, another city. And it really can work. But you have to both have the same end goal and the same relationship goals overall. So this is a new change this year that we're seeing on the data side. Long distance dating, more people are saying they're open to dating someone who lives more than three hours away. And y'all, I like, I like clutch the pearls and I, <laughs> my heart skipped a beat because in all the time that I have been coaching, I seriously only saw people 
wanting to to date sometimes even in a 10 mile radius and for a lot of metropolitan areas like that people are like 10 miles that's even too far it, it has to be five five miles five blocks even so this is a big shift and it's really showing I think that people are being more strategic about finding love that if you want to find your person distance is not is not a factor and it's all about about how you show up in that relationship. And I, t- I talk tons about how to, how to date long distance and how to keep the relationship going on the Dates and Mates podcast. But I'm going to stick to, I'm going to stick to the topic at hand today and peak dating season. We're also seeing inflation is having an effect on dating. <laughs> uh, there's a, a, co- a term I coined uh, when I was on um, Access Hollywood's daytime show. I, I do like a dating term segment there. And I talked about this term, infladating. And what this is, uh, according to OKCupid, is that daters are really scaling back on how much they want to spend on dating due to inflation. And we can look at it as a negative, but I actually see it as a positive because I feel like people were spending so much time and so much money and making such an investment in dates before that it left a lot of folks feeling depleted. Maybe you felt this way as well. It made you feel depleted, made you feel resentful about dating because not all of your first dates or second dates are going to turn into something more. And you can waste a lot of time and a lot of money out there. So if you're more strategic, you do more creative dates, you do activity dates, which I've always been a huge fan of, and look at ways to connect with someone and not to impress them or wine and dine them. I actually think that will lead to better connections. We're also seeing a trend towards dry dating. I've seen this trend now for several years, probably about three years this has come up um, looking at the dating app data, but it's continuing to grow. And especially in January, a lot of people start the new year with their New Year's resolution and go for a dry January period. So we're seeing a lot of that. We're seeing people that want to date sober. And even if they, they are not sober, they do drink, they're choosing to go to dates sober, which I also think is a great idea so that you can tell who you're really making a connection with without, you know, we, we think of alcohol as a social lubricant, but it, it you know, it, it, it's also something that disinhibits you and it makes you a different version of yourself and it makes it harder for you to really tell if you and the person sitting across from you have a true connection. So, even if you're not going to do dry dating, like maybe just try to try to drink a little bit less and see if it changes how you make a connection on a date. We saw this last year as well, but uh, again, this year people are dating against type. People are open to dating someone who's not their usual type. And really, like, what is a type anyway? I, I'm always talking to my dating accelerator. This is my signature program that I do every year. I'm always talking to people about this idea of type and what we think we need in a relationship. And we tend to be attracted to things that are familiar to us. So we're like, why do I always date these jerks? Well, because you are being attracted to that familiarity and that thing that you know. But if we play it forward, how is that thing that you know played out for you in the past. If it hasn't worked out, sometimes you have to change those inputs. And dating a different type or or even as an experiment, going out with people who 
you maybe a year ago wouldn't have necessarily considered, but going in with curiosity. That's what I always tell my clients. Be curious when you when you show up on the date. And I've talked about that here on this podcast as well before. The curiosity is is going to tell you a lot more than chasing chemistry. So go for that and be open to dating against type. We're also seeing a trend towards conscious dating. You may have seen some dating wraps pop up on your TikTok, or um, you may have even yourself started to track on spreadsheets what's happening on your dates. This is a great, uh, this is a great thing, and this is something that I've had my clients do since the beginning in the dating accelerator program because if what gets tracked gets measured, and when you are tracking what's happening in your life. That's when you can actually see change. And so I'm going to give you some tips and tools for how to optimize your profile and how to use dating apps more effectively. But it's really important that you take a snapshot of where you are right now and what's happening and that you track what changes create different results for you. So I'll split test a dating profile photo for a client and see which one gets not just the most number of matches, but the, the highest number of matches from the kind of people you actually want to meet or that actually turn into dates or that turn into meaningful connections. Actually write it down and actually track it. I've also written for the Washington Post Date Lab. It's a matchmaking column that's been running for many, many years. And after every date lab date, I would tell my I'd tell the people that I would interview that I'd match an interview for that column to write down what happened after the date. Like just just take notes because you think, especially you know if you've had you've had a a couple glasses of whatever your favorite drink, you think you're going to remember all the details, but you often will forget the details. And in the case of a lot of these date lab participants, within 48 hours, I'm, I'm doing the interview. And sometimes they couldn't even remember the details of the date. And I would have to prompt them with things that I heard from, from their date about what happened or really jog their memory step by step. So you can shortcut that for yourself by just journaling when you get home from a date and actually and actually memorializing how you're feeling, that way that you're feeling on the date is so, so key to get in touch with because we're not, we're not checking boxes anymore. Remember, we're not, dating, we're not dating our type. We're really looking for connection. And if you're doing that, you must be conscious of the way that you feel when you're with someone because someone can look great on paper but if it doesn't feel right, or if energetically they don't lift you up, they drag you down, check all the boxes you want. That's not your person. But tracking this and really being conscious about how we're dating and how we're, how we're investing in our love lives. Because the way that I look at it, the person that you choose to partner with is the most important decision you'll ever make in your life. They affect your family, your finances, where you live, your mental health, maybe your physical health. There's so many things that hinge on this decision. No pun intended. <laughs> There's so many things that hinge on this decision. Why is that the decision that so many people leave up to chance? We're so strategic about everything else, especially at the beginning of the year. We look at uh, you know, our, our professional goals. 
our fitness goals. And we're like, yeah, I'm going to track and measure that. And I'm going to show up and create a plan and get an accountability partner and, and really do this. And then when we look at love, we're like, I just want it to happen. I just want it to magically happen. And I hate to tell you, I mean, I also work with the queen of rom-coms. I, I, I work on the Drew Barrymore show and I've told her she makes my job very difficult for me because we've seen so many of these stories that we start to believe the fairy tale. We start to believe the rom-com ending. And then when we get resentful, when we see that we have to put in effort in this area of our life as well to get what we want because we were told it should just magically happen. But I've, I've been doing this long enough to know that when, when you put attention towards your dating life, that's when you see the changes happen. It's not that old adage of it'll happen when you least expect it. Nah, honey, it won't. <laughs> when you least expect it, then you, ha you have the lowest expectations for what will happen. And I really want us to elevate our dating experience this year. So those are the trends that are happening in, in the world of dating and dating apps. In order to use the tool most effectively of dating apps, we have to think of it strategically because remember I said it's a piece of technology. So the first thing that you have to do, if you haven't been getting the right kind of matches, the people that you really are inspired to meet and get excited by, or you just find that you're not getting any matches or not getting enough matches at all, the first thing that I always do with clients is I, I look at their profile because that is your calling card and that is the gateway that will bring the new dating options to you. And many times, sometimes it's, it's, it's strategy and behavior, which I will talk about in a moment, but if you don't have your profile on point, then people are going to ma maybe match with you and begin and begin the connection and then they go further into your profile and realize there's not enough there there or there's not a match there you know a lot of times people will swipe just on the first picture and then this is why people unmatch later because they've swiped on the first picture because there's just so much chatter in the online dating space there's so many so many options that people believe that if you are too discerning at the beginning and you start swiping left on everyone, then there will be no matches left. So a lot of people will swipe right on everyone and then choose not to engage until someone writes them back. And then they look at their profile and see more about them. This is not the right strategy, my friends. I want you to be strategic in who you're swiping on, but I want you to swipe against type a few a few times, knowing that there's more to someone than just the pretty picture. That said, we do need a pretty picture. <laughs> so that's my first tip for um, your dating profile is make sure your photos are really the best representation of yourself. And uh, I tell my clients to use this three C's. <laughs> this, is, uh, this is my little um, guideline for choosing, for curating an, an entire profile. So we're not just looking at one picture at a time. We're looking at the whole collection of photos and choosing photos that really tell your story. We do this with color. Using color is, that is strategy. That is using the technology and the tool effectively. Because if you're swiping, imagine it from their point of view. You're sitting there swiping through 
hundreds of photos every week, a lot gets lost and it just starts to become noise. But if you see someone wearing, I'm wearing a a beautiful red top. If you see someone wearing red or a bright color or having a bright color wall behind them, it's going to make you stop and pay attention. This is why we see like on LinkedIn, you'll see a lot of people now with their headshot has color behind them. This is why uh, there's a there's a Instagram wall in Los Angeles that's a, a designated m- monument in the city because so many people have taken selfies at this. It's a bright pink Instagram. Well, it's it's just a wall, but it's become like the Instagram selfie wall. And I'm sure wherever you're listening from right now, there's probably a selfie wall. If you just like Google it, there's probably a selfie wall somewhere in your town. Try to incorporate color into particularly that primary photo because strategically, what are we trying to do? We're getting someone to stop, pay attention and say, oh, I actually want to see the rest of their photos. I want to read their bio, which I'll get to in a sec, and I want to learn more about them. The second C is context. This is telling your story visually. We can be frustrated that people don't read much anymore and that people make decisions in the blink of an eye you have less than seven seconds to make a first impression, according to science. And on dating apps, it's even shorter. So why not take that knowledge and use it to our advantage instead of being frustrated by it? Tell your story through your photos. If you like hiking, go ahead and put a hiking photo. If you are into chess, Have a picture of yourself playing chess. A lot of times people think that they have to have like adrenaline fueled, like all of these photos that that show them to be a different person or one particular kind of person that's very outgoing and very adventurous and travels all the time. And that's not true. People want to see someone who they feel they could connect with. So if you're really into something nerdy... (laughs) Don't be afraid to use that. And that brings me to my third C, which is character. And this is the one that most people miss. Character is showing your personality through your photos. So not being afraid to show that nerdy, goofy, quirky side, that sense of humor about yourself. Really filling out your profile with a range of emotions, a range of sides of your personality and make you, it makes you come off the page as not just like a picture in an app, not just like a, an Instagram feed that you scroll through, but as a whole person that someone would be inspired to write to. And remember, we're not chasing likes here. This isn't Instagram. So it's not just about, do I think this person is hot? Sure, you might get a lot of likes, but I'm trying to get you connection I'm trying to get you commitment. I'm trying to get you off the app, to be honest, because if you approach dating, if you approach dating strategically, most of my clients are not on the apps that long. Usually within eight weeks of dating this way with using dating apps, they found someone that they want to invest in in a relationship. So use this knowledge. I'm giving you the tools. Use this knowledge to your advantage And I promise you it will lead to higher quality connections than if you're just, just, you know, creating your app on a whim. And, you know, sometimes people maybe might show it to a friend, but usually, usually people tell me they created their app, 
they created it on a whim, you know, with a glass of wine. They didn't look at it again. And they've been using the same app for two years with the same photos and the same frustration they've been carrying from year to year. Let's do something different this year. In your bio, here's my hot tip. I want you to use passion words that invoke a feeling from them. So don't go for the easy word or the boring word that, uh, that anyone could use. So some boring words. That would be like, enjoy, nice, try, fun, great, cool, sweet, good. Those are boring. How about this? How about a passion word? How about love, exciting, explore, motivated, inspiring, fascinating, driven, intrigued, delightful, surprising, captivating, unbelievable, amazing, incredible. How about those words? And you could even just go through your your current bio and see which boring words you can swap for more passionate words because those bios are going to be more interesting to read. And your bio probably, if you haven't touched it in a year, probably needs to be rewritten. But really focus on storytelling. Try to tell stories in the least amount of characters possible rather than giving me a list. Don't just say, I like this, I, I do this, I want this. But actually, let me into your life. And people think that means, oh, that's going to make the bio longer. No, it doesn't have to be longer. It has to be more specific and more meaningful to you. I want you to talk about the topics that really resonate with you. On OkCupid, the words that lead to the most matches, this is really fun. I can look at the data and see that certain words, that when they're used in profiles, lead to people having more matches, more connections. Those words are dog, food, travel, and love. Dog, food, travel, love. Why? Why would those words get you more matches? Well, those are words that generally people are pretty passionate about. I, I'm a dog person, so I get it. People are passionate about their dogs. People are passionate about food. People are passionate about travel. Even if you haven't had the opportunity to travel much, we, we dream about traveling and we dream about places that we're going to go with our future person. So using travel in the bio works every time. And love love. That's the whole reason we're on the apps. Let's not forget that. It's all about love. So talk about things that you love and look for connection, and then you can find love on the apps. A couple final tips as you are embarking on peak dating season, and a couple things that you can do to optimize your experience on the dating app. First of all, refresh. <laughs> Even if you've tried dating apps before, this could be your year. It's happened to so many of my clients. I remember my client, Holly, she, January 1st, she was like, I, I'm going to give this one more go. <laughs> I'm going to do online dating again. Yes, again. And she'd had prior relationships from people with people that she'd met online, but it, they hadn't worked out for the long term. And so she's like, I'm going to give this one last chance. We refreshed her profile and by the end of February, she had met someone that she was interested in. By the summer, they were married. By the following Feb, by the summer they were in, they had moved. By the summer they had moved in together. By the following February, they were married, 
And two Februaries after that, they had a daughter together. So she came from, I don't know if this is going to happen for me, but I'll give it one more go, all the way to building a life that she thought was really slipping through her fingers. And that all started with just refreshing the profile on the same app that she'd already been on before. When you refresh, that boosts you to the top of the algorithm. And so you're coming up higher in the search. And that's what we want. We want to really be strategic about who we're being shown to on the apps, how often we're being shown. And that leads me to my second point. You want to optimize the time that you're on the app. Time is really of the essence. And the highest number of people are on usually in the evenings between 7 and 10 p.m. in your local time zone. This is based on OkCupid and Match.com data. So the best chance at making a connection, I find you build the momentum when you connect while somebody is already online and you can start messaging right away because what happens if you let the message sit then you get a bunch of other messages and then you forget wait what was it that I liked about this person now I have to go back to their profile I can't even remember why did I match them again and we start to second guess it so really capitalize on the momentum and the timing and number three be intentional let's be honest like how intentional have you been about your dating lately. And how many times have you allowed somebody to waste your time, even though you knew it wasn't right? How many good morning texts did you send and receive? How many times did you stalk your ex and put time into that? On your Not real stalk, okay? Instagram stalk, of course. <laughs> so we're putting, we say, oh, we don't have time. I don't have time today. I don't have time. But we're using up our time and we're dissipating our energy by giving time to all of these other things or all of these other people that are not on the path of a relationship for us. So be intentional. And then number four, seek support if you need it. I know dating can be lonely. It can be exhausting. And, you know, it's not surprising that most people throw in the towel on their New Year's resolutions before January is even over. That's because they usually lack community and accountability and guidance to achieving their goals. So whether it's a dating goal or relationship goal or a fitness goal or a a mental health goal, any other goal that you might have, those elements are key, community, accountability, and guidance. And so if, if a relationship is a part of your New Year's resolution and you lack those things, you lack community, accountability, and expert guidance, I would love to help you out. All single on purpose listeners and part people in this community are invited to join my signature 10 week program. I only do this program once a year. And so this is your moment. It's a 10 week program and we kick off it later in January and it's called the Dating Accelerator Live. My VIP coach and I will hold live sessions and we walk you through the program, answer questions along the way, and we will give you the tools and support that can lead to love. So what's inside? It's 10 weekly lessons that you can view in your learning platform. They're video, audio, and written lessons. You choose the format that works best for your brain because we all learn differently. You get a workbook that can track your progress. Some of these things I was talking about before, like spreadsheets and and, and accountability and tracking. 
Uh, I have that for you. I've done it. You don't have to do the nerdy thing because I've already done the nerdy, th- nerdy thing for you. And then we also do 10 live sessions. And that's where we really put it all into practice. We do meditation. We do a live lesson. We do partner work. And we do Q&A every single week. And that's it. I, that's the secret. I, and I want to know, I want to tell you the secret because I've helped thousands of singles over the last 15 years find love online and off. And we cover it all at thedatingsecret.com. So if you want to know the secret, go to thedatingsecret.com and I will help you out and get you on track for love this year. In the meantime, you can catch me every Tuesday on the Dates and Mates podcast. We are in season 10 of that podcast, and I love, love, and I love sharing the latest tips, tools, tricks, techniques, technology, all of that with you on the Dates and Mates podcast. You can see me every couple of weeks on the Drew Barrymore Show, and you can follow me on social at Damona Hoffman. And of course, you can listen out for more episodes from me right here on this Single on Purpose podcast. Thanks for listening, and happy dating. I hope that episode was helpful. Hey, listen, if you want to share your singlehood journey, if you've gone somewhere, come back. If you have revelations and wisdom, please share your story. It's going to help other people. Nothing makes us feel more connected than hearing other people's stories. So just send me the audio of your story and you could just record it directly from your phone and email it to theangrytherapist at gmail.com. Also, if you want our Single on Purpose newsletter, go to singleonpurpose.life that's singleonpurpose.life you will get tools and articles and other people's stories and also uh, zoom links to private gathers so if you want to join our community go to singleonpurpose.life thank you for listening be well we hope you tell a friend hey before you go i want to invite you to the single on purpose private community online it's off of social media, no ads, no algorithms. We got forums, we got live groups, we got webinars, and we have social hangs. We also have offline in-person hangs happening soon. So check us out. Go to singleonpurpose.life. That's singleonpurpose.life, and I will see you inside.